G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Tor Lu is joining us from City Bible Forum in Sydney. Tor, as I introduce you, uh, you left a legal career to work with City Bible Forum. Yes. And uh, City Bible Forum uh, in capital cities all around Australia, you guys work in the CBD and give opportunity for people who are workers in the city to actually join in and participate in some fabulous forums and programs and events that you guys are hosting that draw attention to these important issues in our lives, like connecting with God. Yes, yes, yes. Tor, as I introduce you, um, a Chinese Aussie, formerly a Buddhist, you uh, you wish you could cook like Luke Nguyen and tell jokes like Ando. Is that uh, is that yeah. the way you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, oh, Luke Nguyen, oh, he's such a, yeah, such a great cook. I love the enthusiasm with which he cooks on TV as he takes us through Vietnam, Southeast Asia, France, and I understand he's taking us through the UK at the moment. And Ando, he's a champion too, very lovable on TV, and uh, every program he's on, I uh, really enjoy watching him too. So, yeah, those two guys, great role models. Well, there's something lovable about you that listeners are going to appreciate as we get into our conversation, and that is this whole idea of decluttering our lives. How Look, there's an, there's an idea that, that some people have that, uh, that life is all good, and if it's busy, some, for some people, the busier the better. Mm. Uh, but uh, but what's, uh, where do you think, if we're getting our conversation underway, is mm. there a happy medium that you have? Mm. Or is this uh, decluttering something? Mm. I mean, you know, some people say, well, I wouldn't want to declutter my life. I'm happy with all of the, the, uh, the busyness of it all. But, yeah. but others are just so busy that their priorities are skewed. When you talk about balance, what do you think? Yeah, sometimes the busyness can get so overwhelming. You've got the the car to put into service, you've got the mortgage to pay, you've got the kids to take to all their extracurricular activities, you're going to fit in some exercise for yourself, the friends you haven't made contact, the the elderly parents you haven't visited for ages, and on top of all that, you you might have a full-time work to to juggle. So it's great being busy with uh, not not being idle, uh, being productive, but sometimes it gets so overwhelming. And in the context of it getting so overwhelming, sometimes we just need clear priorities. We need clarity. So yeah, this series that we're doing at City Bible Forum, I want to I show people how Jesus offers clarity. Now, you're going to be doing these forums in the CBD in the centre of Sydney. So your, you know, your mission field, when I've spoken to City Bible Forum before, you've got a 400,000 people sort of coming into the city every day, and, and that's your mission field. You're reaching amazing. out. Yeah, uh, amazing mission field. Let me ask you, uh, people who are in cities, uh, are their lives more cluttered, do you think, than people who live in the country? Well, I suppose with people in the cities, um, uh, a lot of people commute. It's just a big part of our day. I, I, know, I know some people who, who travel from one city to another city just to get to work. And some people, they, they live in two different capital cities of Australia to do that. 
So some people who travel from Newcastle into the Sydney CBD or some people from the Central Coast or from Wollongong into the Sydney CBD. I, I, I had another friend. He would come with his wife. Well, they'd, they'd come in from, I think it was like, like from Wagga and work in the city for a couple of days and then go back. And I, I played tennis with, um, with this man who um, oh, lives in Mudgee. And he lives in Mudgee over the weekend with his family but commutes into the University of New South Wales for, for work and study during the week. So, yeah, commuting can be a big thing for, for, for city workers and, um, yeah, the busyness that, uh, that, 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 that involves on top of everything else. I guess for some people, though, who might be commuting those distances and perhaps, you know, there's issues there with transportation and, uh, and the way you do the commute, but for some people, working hard in the CBD, going home on the weekend to your sea change or your tree change address <laughs> might actually be the way that they're actually dealing with their decluttering. Oh, yeah, I can so relate to that because once upon a time I lived on Kent Street in the middle of the city and I found it really hard to switch off. After a busy day at work in the, the middle of the city, I'd go home to this apartment in the middle of the city as well, and I just found it really hard to switch off. So I purposely have moved back to the suburbs. And so coming, I, I, I travel by, by bus, and as long as the bus trip takes, I actually find myself relaxing the closer I get home. And it's just lovely to get back to the suburbs, to see the green trees, and, and to leave work behind. So, yeah, I, I, love the, I love the idea that you've just shared about people going home for a, a, a tree change or a sea change. Sometimes I'll even go so far, if I'm able, to hop on a bus in the middle of the day if, if, my, if my appointments allow me to do it, and I'll head over to Clovelly Beach. I'll go for a snorkel, see the beautiful fish, when, uh, there's this beautiful blue groper, and then I'll hop on the bus and come back into the city. But the, the ocean has just cleared my mind. Sometimes we need decluttering in terms of what's going on in our heads, our minds, our thoughts. Uh, so, yeah, the, the sea change does that for me as well. Well, with stories like that, you'll have everyone from the country wanting to move to the city. <laughs> uh, take a lunch hour where you can go off and do some snorkelling and then go back to work. Well, that sounds uh, like a yeah, great Yeah, I'm pretty lucky that I get to do that, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, there, there's, a, there's a spiritual dimension to every life. And some people will say, if we're talking about decluttering, isn't this just a mechanical thing that, you know, you recognize there's too much in your schedule, there's too much going on, there's too much at home, there's too much on my desk at work. I've just got to mechanically just, uh, you know, get rid of some of it. But what about this spiritual aspect? Uh, If we're going to be talking through this hour about a spiritual aspect, where does Jesus fit in to uh, lives that are cluttered? Yeah, so uh, Jesus gives us clear priorities in life. So there's a story in Luke's Gospel between two wonderful sisters, and their names are Mary and Martha. And Martha's the one who is busy, busy, busy. She's busy with good things. So, in fact, she's busy with hospitality. Uh, Jesus has popped in, and Martha's busy in the kitchen preparing food. She's doing something good. But then Martha is a bit overwhelmed, and and, and she goes, uh, she says to Jesus, Lord, don't you care that my sister Mary isn't helping me? But then it's interesting what Jesus responds. Um, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and busy with many things. But Mary has chosen one thing, and that one thing won't be taken away from her. And what's Mary chosen? Mary's chosen to sit at Jesus' feet to listen to Jesus' teaching. So even though Martha hasn't done anything wrong, Mary has done something that Jesus commends. Uh, 
Mary's got the one priority in life of listening to Jesus and Jesus' teaching. So that's the message. That, oh, oh, oh. In the business of, of overwhelmed life, how do we sort through what we should be doing? Uh, Jesus offers us one clear priority. And we will enlarge a little, I guess, on this theme through the hour because there's an application for every one of us, isn't there, in that story? And while you might be thinking, well, it's a matter of, uh, you know, someone cooking dinner and someone sitting <laughs> sitting down doing nothing, uh, which one's right? And, of course, Jesus is saying it's not really doing nothing. It's it's sitting at the feet of Jesus. But yeah. this, is the, this is the interesting thing if we're talking about decluttering a life, isn't it? Because priorities get skewed and God is the one. Jesus is the one who often is left out of the priorities. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, so we, we can be busy with all sorts of things and fail to think about the bigger questions of life. So even though the things that, that occupy our attention and our time are important and necessary things, so just like uh, Martha being busy with preparing food, important, um, but we can miss out on the most important thing. Uh, in terms of these spiritual questions about the meaning of life, where our life is headed, what life is all about. And to think about those bigger questions, they can give clarity on the the other smaller, in some ways, smaller questions, albeit uh, important questions. Tor, inviting listeners to be part of our conversation this hour, our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. You might like to venture your thoughts on uh, perhaps even letting us know whether your life is too cluttered. Uh, what should you do to unclutter your life? What should an uncluttered life look like? How do you make your life simpler? You might have some tips and some hints to be able to share with us. And what difference does uncluttering make for families? Uh, is it different for men and for women? What about teenagers and uncluttering? Call us on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Rosemary in Melbourne. Hello, Rosemary. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, hi, Dale. Good to hear from you, Rosemary. What are your thoughts on decluttering your life? Uh, I think if you only just go ahead and start, you'll be amazed at just the blessings that you will begin to understand. Okay, so it's a matter of just making a start somewhere. Uh, let's hear from Tor. Tor is, I guess, if you're going to start somewhere, you've got to start somewhere. Uh, start with something simple or start with something big? Yes, I remember uh, being overwhelmed myself, and I had this long to-do list. And actually, actually a first good start was making a list. Uh, but sometimes as you're making the to-do list, you get overwhelmed even with making the to-do list. But um, sometimes it, it just helps clarify all the obligations that you got when you got that that, that to do list, um, and then and then and then I, I sometimes will give a time limit to those individual things on my to do list according to how much time I, and according to how how important those things are. So sometimes doing a to do list just helps me to uh, think about out of all the things I've got to do, what's the most important. And in terms of what's the most important, what, what sort of time should be uh, reflective of how important those things are. Rosemary, still with us. Rosemary, what do, do you do to keep your life uncluttered or do you feel like you need to make a move into uncluttering some things in your life? Oh, every day if I'm tempted to be uh, elaborate, God reminds me to keep it simple. I've got one saucepan that I cook with. Uh, and if I try and be brilliant and be 
go for detail, I get a rap over the knuckles where I'm overwhelmed and I I am reminded just to be very simple and, and that's the key. Tor, is there a point where you can recognise that the clutter in your life is overwhelming, do you think? Is there a, is there a particular... I mean, is, is it just a point where your stress increases to a to breaking point? I mean, what do most people do with, with this sort of idea of needing to unclutter? Where do they get to the point where they recognise that that's the case and they need to do something? Yeah, let, let me give you an illustration and you can apply it to other areas of life. So say, uh, recently I, I had a, a birthday party and invited about 50 people over at this beautiful place called Parsley Reserve with this awesome view of the harbour. And I put a list of all the things that I need to do in terms of making this party work, you know, in terms of the communication, the food, the drinks, the transport, and in terms of helping people to know each other. And it can get all get kind of overwhelming. And I've noticed with myself that I can get so worked up in terms of is there, is there enough food, is the food nice, is there enough drink, is the drink cold enough, and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you, you can be involved and um, uh, stressed about all these things which are important but lose the, the, the clear priority, which would be relating with people, loving people, uh, making sure people feel that they're glad that they've come, giving people time. So you know, even though I want to be concerned about... Uh, the food, the drink, uh, the transport and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, I've got one clear priority and it's a relational priority in terms of loving and caring for people, listening to people, talking to people and helping people get to know other people. So um, I've, I've, I've been in situations where I've lost sight of that priority and even though everyone's had a good, uh, a good time, as far as I can tell, I haven't been amongst it in terms of caring for them. And I imagine you can apply that to other areas of life too, where you need one clear priority above all the other things that you need to do. Well, I want to thank Rosemary from Melbourne for her input today here on 2020. Thanks so much, Rosemary. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to be part of our conversation today, we are talking about the need to declutter your life. Tor Lu is our guest from City Bible Forum in Sydney and the forum, which is the first one in a series of four, starts this Wednesday morning, a breakfast session tour. You're up early on Wednesday. Yeah, we've got a you know, wonderful cafe called the Lavello Cafe and the owners there love having us. Uh, 7.30 in the morning. I was there this morning actually having <laughs> uh, breakfast with some people and uh, it's a great time of the morning, a great way to start the day. And it's amazing how many other people are up at that time of the morning and uh, yeah, just to be able to, to hear a message that can, can shape the rest of your day, the rest of your week uh, with some encouragement from what God's got to say in the Bible, from what the teaching of Jesus in terms of our complex lives and how Jesus cuts through some of the complexity. Great way to start the day. Decluttering your life today. What is the biblical wisdom? What wisdom does Jesus have to share when it comes to getting these priorities sorted out, getting life decluttered? And interesting, just to come back, Tor Lu from City Bible Forum, our guest. Tor, when we talk about this decluttering, uh, what you're suggesting is that decluttering uh, isn't necessarily uh, leaving your life not complex mm. in such a simplistic way. Mm. There is still a a need for a sophisticated, complex life that we lead, but uh, but decluttering doesn't necessarily make it less complex. Yeah, so the the complexities of life are still there, 
But a key question that we've got is how do we work through those complexities in a way that will reflect the priorities that we're trying to pursue? And the offer on hand with the Lord Jesus is that he gives us priorities that are worth chasing. Okay, let's get those telephones going. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to be part of our conversation, you might like to contribute some uh, tips that you have in making life less uh, less cluttered. Uh, 1-800-316-316, our number. Let's hear from Jacinta in Warrnambool in Victoria. Hello, Jacinta. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil and Tolu. Um, great discussion point. Um, I'm in my 40s now and I found that earlier in my life I used to hang on to things, um, thinking that they had an emotional significance in my life. And as I've moved house and um, gotten to know and speak with others about decluttering, I've found that there is actually a spiritual connection to, uh, between having things and um, thinking that they actually identify you with who you are. Um, so um, just basically detaching yourself when you go shopping from what you're actually buying. Don't put a, a personal connection on it. Um, really think about what your purchases and what you're going to buy and then having a place for everything, even if it's just organising the cutlery drawer, doing it well and moving on to the next drawer the next day. What a great point, Jacinta. It's like, uh, you know, we buy things to own them and we find that they actually own us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's hear from Tor. Tor, your thoughts on what Jacinta is saying. Yeah, and, and the world we live in at the moment where there are cheap goods, thanks to China, uh, you can buy lots and lots of things uh, that, that aren't too expensive. Uh, so things that a decade ago uh, cost a lot, cost heaps, uh, a fraction of the price now. Or you can think of um, the commercials we get on television. Um, uh, and there are even shops. There's one, a Japanese shop called Daiso, where I think, I think everything in the shop is $2.90. So it all contributes to you being able to buy more stuff that you might not necessarily need, but just adds to the clutter that's already um, obvious in, in your home. So, yeah, I, I love this idea, Jacinta, of... Um, having a, a detachment to these things. And maybe just in terms of, of the teaching of Jesus, remembering uh, what life's all about. And Jesus says that life is more about, it's not about the things that you own. That life is more than what you, what you eat or you, what you drink or what you wear. And instead of seeking and pursuing those things, Jesus gives us a clear thing to, to seek, which is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So sometimes uh, our, our clutter can be a sign of our materialism and Jesus gives us a clear priority to, to work through that, through, the, through that. Jacinta, let me ask you, do you have to remind yourself of this great wisdom that you're sharing with us today? Do you have to remind yourself daily? Absolutely. Uh, um, especially if, like I find often, um, like depending on the emotional, um, how I am emotionally, sometimes I could be a bit low and I might go into the shops and think, oh, that'll give me a lift. And then actually think, well, why am I actually buying it? What, you know, um, or even on when you're on a bit of a high, oh, I'm going to treat myself. So to actually um, just take a step back and say, um, can I use this money a little wiser? And what message am I teaching my children of how to emotionally um, deal with things also? You know, some people call that retail therapy. There's actually a big downside to it uh, because, oh, yes. uh, because it's actually filling a void which we didn't really need in the first place. Tor, your thoughts on, on what Jacinta's saying? Uh, 
yes, I am. I, um, I, I think my, my sister, my, my, my sister really, uh, this is true for my sister. Um, yes, yeah, so my sister's fantastic. But I think it probably runs in my family, actually. So my sister, my father, and, 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 and me. I think, um, uh, uh, so I call my sister's place and my father's place, it's like a supermarket. Especially when uh, when things are on special, they stock up. But it means I can go to my sister's place, and there's every brand of uh, of, of uh, biscuits, there's chocolate, there's uh, all these things that my sister's gone out to buy. And I think it, it uh, yeah, when when she's low or when she's high, uh, the shopping can help. And, and similarly for my dad. Um, and, and as a result, sometimes uh, the food that we get, and this has happened to me, when you buy all these things, uh, you don't get to use them up, and they they they, they reach their use by date. So. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I've got to be a bit careful about the retail therapy. Uh, thank you so much to Jacinta from Warrnambool being part of 2020 today. one 316 if you'd like to join our conversation. Stephanie is in Sydney. Hello, Stephanie. Oh, hi. Stephanie, what are your thoughts on decluttering? Well, I have a problem with clutter. <laughs> um, I like to keep a tidy house, but I have a problem with paper. So whenever I've got like paperwork or um, like I've gone shopping and I've got a docket, I find that I'm holding onto all these dockets and I put them on my table and when I walk into the kitchen, I just can't think because I've just got all this clutter. But I noticed this happened when I had some trauma in my life. So I don't know if it's associated with the trauma. Okay, let's get some thoughts from Tor. What do you think of what Stephanie's sharing, Tor? Ah well, well. First of all, I want to emphasise that uh, I, I, uh, every piece of paper I've ever written on has sentimental value for me. Uh, sometimes it might be uh, uh, a list of, of people who I want, I want to remember in prayer. Yeah. And uh, it might be ten years ago that I, yeah. I wrote that on a piece of paper. But my link to that, you know, to that friend Daniel that I knew ten years ago, my only link with him is because I, I had him on a prayer list. And I, I don't want to throw that piece of paper away. Every time I move, yeah, I see that piece I'm of paper exactly again. I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I, everything has a meaning or it, you know, it represents a period in my life where, yeah, I had to remember somebody or was praying for somebody. But I find that I've got just two... Like when I get mail, like I might get like, um, like prison fellowship, I might get the prayer, the prayer guide for that, and then I get something else and something else. I just find that I can't sort it out. Like I've got a, I've, it's just all in one bunch, and I just, yeah, it's, I think oh, I'm taking in too much. <laughs> you know what? I've got the issue junk mail at our place. Uh, yeah. You know, any time there's like you know Mother's Day that was recent, uh, the junk mail just continues to arrive at the door. You've really got to have a program of of uh, removing oh, yeah. the junk mail. It's like purging the house of all of that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, it just is, hangs around and uh, and clutters things up. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your That's input okay. today, Stephanie. Great to hear from you. Tor Lu is our guest. 1-800-316-316, our number, if you'd like to participate in our conversation. We are talking about the need to declutter your life. Uh, what have you done to make your life simpler? Uh, let's uh, just quickly uh, get some thoughts from you, Tor. Uh, there's, uh, you, you like to talk about prayer uh, as, a, as a way to, uh, to help us understand how we can declutter our lives. Yeah, so sometimes you get uh, overwhelmed and you want to cry out for help. And the best person to, to get help from is to, from, from God himself. And Jesus, uh, his disciples asked, asked Jesus, uh, Lord, teach us to pray. 
And it's interesting that the priorities that Jesus teaches his disciples in the prayer that he teaches them. Uh, he teaches them to pray that God's name would be honoured, that God's kingdom would come. He, he, he teaches them to pray for, for God to provide them with what they need, their daily bread, uh, for forgiveness. So, uh, and sometimes yeah, the, the prayer that Jesus teaches his disciples can be reflected in what we really need to pray for, what the real priorities of life are. So you, you might be overwhelmed, you might be stressed because you might have a job interview that you're preparing for, or that you might be uh, you might be sitting for exams. My, my niece has got a, a math exam today, right? and understand it's uh, exam season for a lot of people, or, or various other things. So, so Jesus teaches us to pray. That he encourages us to tell our Heavenly Father what's going on, what's overwhelming us. And as we pray, that we can remember the priorities that Jesus teaches us, that God's name and would be honoured, his kingdom would come, that we'd be forward-looking and God-centred about the issues in our life, uh, continue to trust God as our provider, to provide us with our daily bread, ask for forgiveness. You know, In the, in the midst of uh, complex lives, in the mix of being overwhelmed, maybe we've slipped up. Maybe the, the the people who are close to us, we've been a bit abrupt with them. We've we've um, we've been a bit angry with them. Uh, maybe we need to ask God for forgiveness and ask them for forgiveness. Uh, these sorts of things are reflected in what Jesus teaches us to pray for. Well, Tor, many of our listeners will be familiar with the Lord's Prayer. Uh, some of our listeners might not be so familiar, but uh, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And we could go through that, but uh, the encouragement there to listeners to learn the Lord's Prayer. And for some people, they feel like they're just rattling through a bunch of things that are, are uh, you know, references to God and, and his dealings with us. But what you're saying is when we actually understand the Lord's Prayer, there is something there that helps to reprioritize re- Uh, The things that in our lives do clutter and impinge upon our our, uh, ability to actually relate to God in a personal way. Mm. So you can pray the Lord's Prayer in your own words and to the particular situation that you're in. Say you're you're in a stressful time, and rather than praying the Lord's Prayer uh, by rote as a mechanical sort of thing that you've memorized and and you just say, perhaps maybe even in in a superstitious way, you want to pray it with meaning. So, so one way that I find uh, that helps with doing that is to pray it in your own words with the particular circumstances that you're under. So say you're in a stressful time. You know, uh, uh, Dear Heavenly Father, even though I'm in a stressful time, I want to pray that during this stressful time that your name would be hallowed or your name will be honoured, that I'm still going to honour your name. I'm not going to bring disrepute to your name. And in the midst of all this, I do long for your kingdom to come. The world's just not right. My life is not right. Other people's lives are not right. Uh, Lord Jesus, please come soon and bring your perfect rule into the world. Make things right. So looking forward to that. And God, please provide me with my daily bread. Uh, Lord, please provide me with everything I need. It might be food. Uh, it might be a job. Uh, it might be uh, a favorable exam. Uh, but but to, to show that you're trusting God to provide for you both now and into the future. Uh, into uh, into uh, eternity itself, and asking God for forgiveness as well. That even though you're through that that stressful time, and you're asking God for help, 
that you're, you're remembering the spiritual aspect and in terms of your own walk with God that you need help and that maybe you've slipped up and, and you need you need some apologising in terms of to God and to other people who, who you, you haven't been as kind as you ought to have been. And reflecting to back on that earlier Bible illustration there from the book of Luke, the Mary and Martha conversation. Uh, that one also uh, is a very powerful one and knowing that Jesus is happy for us to sit at his feet, to take those times uh, when we can just uh, reflect on him, get those priorities right and as you say, uh, reflected in the way we pray those elements of the Lord's Prayer. We're talking about decluttering your life and we're getting real wisdom for uh, Uh, from our guest Tor Lu from City Bible Forum, reflecting on Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. You can be part of our conversation, 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Carmel in Guyra in New South Wales. Hello, Carmel. Welcome along. Oh, hello. Um, I'm just singing up to give a practical tip. Sure. Um, I am so messy. Like, my house would be very cluttered, but what I'm starting to do is take a photo of notes and receipts and do everything on my iPad so I don't bring notes home. I take a photo of a note from the school and that, and then if I have it at home, I throw it in the bin. I don't have notes hanging around. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's like uh, when computers came in, everyone was saying we're going to live in a paperless society, and now there's more paper than ever. Uh, Tor, what are your yeah. thoughts on what Carmel's sharing? Yes, I, I've got a friend who, who did a university study, and through this tertiary study, have accumulated folders and folders of notes for each subject. And what she's done is to scan all the sheets of paper. Uh, so that she's got a record of everything that she learned. Um, but instead of keeping all of these folders, it's just uh, in the virtual world now. So she's got access to it if she ever needs those notes again. But now she doesn't have to carry all these folders of paper from her past studies. So, Carmel, is that, is, tell me about your uh, photographing and scanning. Has it made life simpler? Do you feel uncluttered? Um, yes, it makes. It has made life more simple, um, but also it's made me more organised because if I had a note from from my child's school, I would lose it. But now I won't lose it because I'm not going to lose my iPad, hopefully. <laughs> yes. So I take a photo of the things on my iPad and then go and then throw the note away, the paper note away, and therefore I don't... I'm less cluttered, I'm more organised, and I just feel more at peace. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Well, Carmel, sure, um, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. Really great to hear from you. Thank you, bye. Uh, let me, thank you. Uh, uh, Tor, when we talk about uh, this idea of, uh, you know, digitising everything, uh, is, is there a sense in which, uh, you know, um, the digitising of things, is, is this the sort of thing that clutters our minds? I mean, we're talking about mind clutter here as much as we are just the things that accumulate around our house, aren't we? Yeah, so at the moment, I think I've got um, 700 unread emails in my inbox for um, my my emails, and um, I've just moved from my trustworthy uh, 12-year-old Nokia 3210 phone 
mm-hmm. uh, to a smartphone. I've finally made the move into the 21st century of a smartphone. <laughs> but one of the beauties of my old phone, well, more than a dozen years old, of my old Nokia phone, was that I could only keep a certain number of SMSs before it maxed out on my phone, which meant that um, I always had to delete my, the SMSs coming in. In order for me to receive new SMSs, I had to delete old SMSs. So it's going to be interesting. It's only my fifth week of having the smartphone, but now I understand that there's so much memory on my smartphone that I can keep every single SMS that I ever receive. Whereas in the past, I had, I had to delete it in order to make the, the phone usable. So, um, yeah, even with the digitising of things, uh, sometimes it, it can add to the complexity. <laughs> in, in some nice ways, it might uh, reduce uh, all the paper that we've got, but um, you, you've still got to deal with it in the virtual world in terms of organising all, all the communication and all the information that you've got in the digital world as well. I mean, a lot of people spend a huge amount of time with social media, and it's not just SMSing, but it's Facebook and Twitter and uh, constantly following uh, everybody else's life as though your own life is not cluttered enough. Is, yeah. there a, is there a sense in which decluttering, you know, a, an appropriate way to look at how we deal with things like social media? Yeah, isn't it amazing that as we have uh, more methods of communication with other people that... There's more, more things to handle. So I'm someone who uh, is a late adopter for Facebook. I think I've been on for about two years now. But what do I, what do I need to do now? I need to email everyone uh, an invitation for a particular uh, event that I'm organising. And then I need to Facebook everyone. And then I need to SMS everyone. And if they haven't responded to my communication yet through all those three means... I need to get onto the phone and call them. I go, oh, did you get that email that I, I sent you? Yeah, I got it, but I, I haven't opened it yet. Oh, did you get that Facebook that I, I Facebooked you about? Uh, yeah, so the, the irony with all of these new methods of communication is sometimes it gives us even more work to do to, to get uh, whatever whatever message we want to get across to people. (laughs) Now, there's another parable that you like to make reference to uh, under the heading of one boss uh, because uh, the way we are answerable to so many people, how do you actually get a decluttering when you get to, uh, you know, who am I answering to? Who's the most important person? How do I prioritise the people who appear to be most important in my life? Yes, you might get a call from somebody telling you to do something. You might get an email from somebody else telling you to do something, an SMS that says that their request is urgent, and a Facebook uh, telling you something as well. And then who, whose request do you answer first? Um, so, yeah, in, in, uh, Jesus gives us clarity with that in this story where he describes himself uh, in this parable where the strong man, this, uh, this character called Beelzebub, uh, which is actually a reference to Satan. And Jesus refers to himself as someone who has bound Satan, that Jesus is the stronger man. And this is all in the context of people saying that Jesus is demon-possessed. But rather, he's, he's telling people that he's stronger than Satan, from whom the, the demons and evil spirits come from, such that he's able to tie them up. And so Jesus shows that he is the boss, the boss of the whole world. And even though they, they don't recognize him as the boss because he's just human, human, just like they are. Uh, he's the undercover boss. So you might be familiar with that TV series, I think. <laughs> yes. I think it's been in the US, in the UK, and also here in Australia. Yeah, look somebody at... who just looks like one of us. 
You know what? It's a great show on TV, uh, Undercover Boss. And uh, anyone who's watched it, you know, you can see that that there is something special about the the fact that the boss is there in the workplace with you. You don't recognize who he is, but he's there and he's seeing everything you're doing. And he's going to reward you for good uh, working behavior. So... Uh, yeah, this this idea of an undercover boss, how important is that if we're thinking about priorities? Yeah, so with Jesus being the ultimate boss, even though he's an undercover boss, that people uh, fail to recognize him as a boss, but when we have eyes to see it, we can see that he's the ultimate boss. Jesus gives us a prism with which to deal with life. So today, with all the, all the demands on our time, the different uh, relationships that we have, who should we listen to? So say uh, for, for a young, young person with their, their parents, uh, Jesus teaches us, even from the commandments themselves, to honour your father and your mother. Now this is going to be true for us whether we're young or old, although it does change as we get older, but it gives us, even with our relationship with our parents, that Jesus is our ultimate boss. So how am I going to honour them? What would honour, honouring my parents look like with Jesus as my ultimate boss? Uh, one of the beautiful things of being a follower of Jesus is that we've got a, a desire to honour our parents, whether they deserve it or not. And we want to do that because we want to honour Jesus as our ultimate boss, our ultimate Lord. Um, yes, so that, 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 that gives clarity for that. And in terms of other relationships as well, with our spouse, with our bosses at work, with our children, the relationship we have with Jesus as our boss or our Lord gives clarity to how the other relationships should be uh, working themselves out. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We have been talking about decluttering our lives, the idea of priorities. Sometimes priorities get pushed around by so much clutter happening, whether it's at home or at work or in the general uh, day-to-day turmoil of our lives. Uh, we've been talking about priorities, and our guest Tor Lou was talking about Mary and Martha, the story there from Luke, Mary sitting at Jesus' feet. We talked about one prayer. Uh, we talked about one boss. Uh, Tor, if we're talking about these one elements, uh, you're going to be tackling uh, another one of those called one sign. What's the sign you're talking about? People often want a sign when it comes to the things of God. They say, oh, God, if only you'd give me a sign, I'd believe in you. Or, oh, God, if only you'd give me a sign, I'd know what to do with my life. Jesus offers one sign in the Gospel of Luke to the people of his generation. He calls it the sign of Jonah, that as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man, a way of Jesus uses to refer to himself, will be in the belly of the earth three days and nights but then he'll rise again. So the sign that Jesus refers to, that he wants all of us to to think about, is the sign of his death and his resurrection and the implications of that for all aspects of life. Okay, and so there is a sense in which you can clutter your life spiritually by searching for signs. Is that what you're saying when you talk about this one sign? Yeah, so sadly, as people search for signs, they look in the wrong places. Uh, a friend uh, close to me will will do it through the means of of black magic or Ouija boards or a clairvoyant or tea leaves, but all these things will will, will will not give him the answers that he's looking forward to for. 
or we can see it in our daily newspapers or just about every single magazine, you'll get the star signs. You know, people want direction for life. People know that there's more to life than, than, than what they already know, that there's something beneath it all. Uh, but they're looking in the wrong place. They've got to turn to the God of the whole universe and the sign he offers us in the person of Jesus. Uh, for some people, I guess, uh, their whole life is a search. And this is what you're saying, because people searching for spirituality in those things you were discussing, uh, others are searching for it in a whole lot of other areas too, uh, when it comes to uh, issues of sexuality or alcohol or the party scene. It, there's a lot of ways that lives are cluttered, and some people will say, well, some of those things would be about uh, you know relaxation, except for some, that's the pursuit of their whole life. Uh, yeah. So um, I've met all sorts of people who've, um, from all sorts of different backgrounds, but story after story, uh, people have shared with me that uh, they've been looking for answers, they've been looking for peace, but they only found it when they came to consider Jesus. When they gave Jesus a go, they finally, they finally found the peace that they've been looking for for all their lives. So I've seen that with um, a friend of mine who who struggled with alcohol. And he said that when he came into relationship with Jesus, uh, Jesus gave him clarity in terms of how to treat alcohol. I've seen it with uh, friends who are overworked and working such long hours that they never got to see their, their wife or their children. They knew that things weren't right. But coming into relationship with Jesus, he got to to think about life in, with a new set of eyes, with new priorities, and that's helped him to, to work through that. Now, there are still some struggles, but he knows where he's headed in terms of working life. Yeah, so there's just some of the stories. A good conversation today, Tor, because we've not just been talking about decluttering by way of this whole idea of hoarding that some people have, and some people seem to have an extreme issue with that, but, but dealing with these issues of busyness... And uh, the idea, and I'll get your thoughts on this, the idea that some people have more time for everyone else uh, rather than their kids, uh, rather than their wife, rather than their local church, and, of course, as we've been talking about ultimately, rather than with God himself. Uh, these sorts of things, uh, there's an issue of priorities here. I remember uh, years ago people talking about priorities and listing priorities 1 to 10, uh, but not necessarily being a great way to talk about priorities, but actually putting Jesus at the center and putting all of these other elements of our top 10 priorities around him. That puts him at the center of our lives. Is that a way to look in a, sim as, as a way of simplicity to, uh, to, to get priorities right? Yeah, so with uh, so many different voices in our lives, uh, Jesus can cut through in terms of all of those priorities, remembering that he's the ultimate priority. So how, what does it look like to honour Jesus in my marriage? What does it like, look like to honour Jesus with raising my kids? So sometimes we might have uh, uh, different demands from our children, but we can assess what all their demands are uh, as a parent through what, what would Jesus value in their lives. So, so following Jesus can, can give us clarity in terms of what should I want for my kids, compared to what do they want, because uh, the two don't, don't, don't often match. Uh, and similarly, with the workplace, uh, how will I honour Jesus in my workplace and the different competing demands that I've got in the workplace when it comes to particular work that I'm given? 
and what the higher-ups want me to do about that work. Uh, it might not be in a legal way. Well, we should definitely shouldn't do that. Or it might not be in a way that treats other people with respect. Well, uh, we want to treat people with respect. So we still want to show the, the boss that we work under respect, but uh, in terms of how, how they want us to deal with the clients, eh? uh, we still want to serve Jesus as our ultimate boss and therefore treat the clients that we're serving uh, with honesty and integrity. So, yes, so some, following Jesus, there, there can be, yes, of course, there can be complexities to it, but Jesus offers that beautiful simplicity and clarity as well when, when our, first and, and, uh, our first priority is to please him. Uh, let me ask you about the forums that you've got coming up over four weeks in Sydney. Uh, this one coming up starts on Wednesday. It's a breakfast session, but you guys, uh, you don't always have breakfast sessions. Sometimes you've got lunchtime sessions and even after work sessions for workers in the CBD. Uh, how is it going to be working with uh, this particular forum you're running? Yeah, so uh, the breakfast session's a wonderful little venue with about 30-odd people. And then the lunchtime uh, session, we've got it in the City Tattlestall Club, uh, 12.30, smack bang in the middle of the day, just for about half an hour, 45 minutes. Opportunity to ask questions as well. That's a much larger venue, so you know, we can fit over 100 people there. So, be, um, yeah, it's great that people can uh, bring their lunch along, meet other people, and to, to hear something important. Then we've got these um, other lunchtime groups. So on Thursdays, we've got a, a Bible reading group where people, uh, whether they're from a Christian background or another religious background, or looking for answers in life, uh, small groups where people open the Bible and, and see what the Bible has to say about the issues of, of life. Uh, we've got different things for people at different stages of life as well. So on Monday evenings, we run something for young workers. It's called Head Start. Uh, we've got uh, things for men. We've got things for women. So we've got this uh, ministry called City Woman, so understanding that some of the, the issues of working life and of life generally uh, that in particular concern uh, women uh, and then also also industry-specific ministries as well. So we've got something for the lawyers. We call it uh, City Bible Forum Legal on a Thursday morning and the question time during City Bible Forum Legal is fantastic. Uh, we've got something uh, on Friday mornings for people in the finance industry and also different business districts. So one of my, one of my little uh, dreams is to start up uh, a little thing in Rhodes, which is a new business district in Sydney. So I'm 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 gathering names of different Christians working in Rhodes. Right. Tor, I'll, link them together. I'll point people to the website citybibleforum.org, and for Sydney siders, click on the Sydney link. Uh, for Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, all the capital cities around Australia, Hobart too, I think. Uh, just uh, click on your link. You'll be able to find out what's going on. Tor Lou from City Bible Forum in Sydney, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Pleasure. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.